now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. And also we have uh, Captain Tom from Velocity. And, uh, well, he, he's a new RV8 owner. So RV9. Uh, RV9. Nine, nine. Uh, I, I demoted him one. I, I don't I, Sometimes it's hard to keep up. But uh, we're your crew regardless. We'll make the best of it as we navigate through the latest aviation news and information. Uh, I've been traveling quite a bit. Uh, I was out on the left coast. We'll get to that eventually uh, and talk about some of the activities that included some, uh, well, observations of uh, pilots doing some pretty cool stuff out there on the left coast. But uh, Captain Dennis was in Orlando uh, for the NBAA show, National Business Aviation Association trade show. Uh, and this was his first outing at this event. Now I've been to it several times, but I came back, uh, to town and he gave me the lowdown and, uh, I don't know, you were kind of, you know, your jaw hit the, hit the floor when you, uh, went out to that event. Is that right, Dennis? Well, I definitely do not have a high enough net worth to really hang with that crew. What do you mean? <laughs> they they well, welcome everyone there no, at that do. show. And, and, you know, God bless them all. I mean, it was great, but I really felt you know, outclassed. You know, when you're talking to these people, they're like, hey, come talk to us about contract fuel for your airplane. Oh, you burn 1,500 gallons a year? Yeah, that's a fill-up on a jet. You know, it's right. just like, you know, I don't spend the kind of money that a lot of these uh, vendors are looking for, which, mm-hmm. you know, but then again, general aviation covers all spectrums. And so I'm probably the anomaly, you know, I'm on a little four-cylinder Lycoming flying 150 hours a year. And there's guys out there that are flying 150 hours a month in their turbines, you know? Right. So, you know, it spans the gamut. Well, you know, there is a lot of money at that uh, show. It is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. It's fun to kind of go around and and go, uh, gosh, if I could just be friends with this person, I could fly around the world in luxury uh, and that kind of thing. So did you make any uh, connections in that regard? That's what you have to do at a show like that. If you feel slightly out of, you know, out of place, you hear what I'm saying, Dennis? Yeah. I'll have to find, uh, some better people to schmooze with. I was yeah. just kind of just overwhelmed. I, I walked into the show floor at the orange County convention center there and was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's an impressive display of machinery. Uh, there at the convention center. I mean, you know, Honda Jet. I, I imagine they had their big display and uh, mock-ups and the whole thing. They were yep, they on Cirrus display. was yep. there with their Cirrus Jet on display. Right. You know, the mock-up in there. Uh, but then, you know, of course, they had the static displays out at Orlando Executive. They took over a big chunk of the ramp uh, over behind uh, Flight Training Pros there. You're right. And uh, you know, they had Boeing had a Boeing business jet. Airbus had their uh, their business jet, which was based on the the two twenty airliner. You know, so it was uh, it, it it had definitely both ends because uh, Aviat had a Husky, a little you know two seat backcountry super cub, and right next to a Boeing business jet. Uh, it was it was quite interesting to see the contrast. Well, you know, I've been the to the show several times, and yeah, at first it can be a little intimidating if you don't run with that crowd. 
you know, that'd be like uh, Captain Tom's crowd, by the way. He he does a lot of that, I'm sure. But but for me and Dennis, you know, you can uh, feel a little out of place. But uh, I'll tell you, after you go to the show and you start, you know, talking to people after a cocktail or two and you get loosened up, socially lubricated as they do at all the events, uh, you start talking to these fellow aviators and you have that common uh, bond, uh, you know, interest and they just open up, and they're very, very uh, welcome to bringing, uh, you know, slubs like us <laughs> in, into their world. And uh, it's it's pretty cool, I mean, because it gives you an opportunity to dream. You got to dream big, Dennis. You hear what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, and, and I got to admit, you know, it, it was a different perspective. You've been to Oshkosh, you've been to Sun and Fun. You know, it's it's the manufacturers are there, all the airplanes and accessories. This takes that to the next level because yeah. not just are those same vendors there, but you have the FBOs, the chains of FBOs across the country are there trying to buy for your business. Hey, you're going to come to our airport, you know, please come to Chicago Executive. Here's some tchotchkes, uh, you know, uh, for Chicago or Bangor, Maine, or, you know, you name it. And then within that, there's also the chains. So millionaires there, Shelter, Avweb, uh, or Avfuel, all of these companies trying to get your jet fuel business and things right. like that so and true so it, it was fun because uh i had just been on a business trip the previous weekend i flew the mooney up to tallahassee for work and i uh, had to stop in at a millionaire fbo at tallahassee and you know paid my ramp fee and things like that who do i run into at this show but the same customer service rep that had just taken care of me two days earlier so right. it was just, you know, funny to to run into her again. She's like, oh, God, I, I saw you walking by. I was hoping you were to stop in. You know, yeah. that kind yeah, of, there's a lot of so crossover I there. remember you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing is, like you said, you saw the Cub right next to a, you know, several million dollar business jet or probably in the double digits of million, probably like 20, 30 uh, mil or something. But but the thing is, uh, that community, uh, even those jet pilots, they like to play in the you know same category as uh, you fly your Mooney in when they're not working. So there's a, there is a lot of crossover. It just you know the the first impression type of thing when you walk out onto the show floor there at the convention center or at the static display at uh, Orlando Executive Airport. It is like whoa! This is how. They live on the other side of the tracks. Wow. Just wow. But uh, but like I said, they're they're very friendly folks. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter who you are. They will talk to you as I am. I am living proof. I mean, I, I've met some really amazing folks there at the NBA uh, A show uh, over the years. You know, uh, Bob Hoover back in the day. And even when I didn't even know who he was. He he talked to some slub like me, and just like you know, we'd known each other for for years. He, he was so friendly, and and uh, you know, I, I had a great conversation with him. And then you know, yeah, the, the celebrities like to show up at this event. Did you see anyone uh, famous, Dennis? I didn't recognize anybody as I was walking around, but then again, I was only there for Monday. So yeah, well, know. I was out on the uh, West Coast. Uh, looking for Tom Cruise there, just in case, because I, I actually we went uh, to some areas where they filmed uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Coronado, the bar, the whole thing. They had a whole bunch of scenes that we went around and and looked, and I was just like, well, he's either out here on the left coast, uh, probably hanging out as he does as a Hollywood star, or maybe he's at the NBAA show with Dennis back in Orlando right now. I'm I don't know. bet he was probably at that show, uh, you know, because he he probably is in the market for business jets and business helicopters and 
things like that. Yeah, you Maybe never he's know. He's got his own P fifty one Mustang, and so why but it not? could happen. It's happened before, where you know, uh, famous folks like the lead singer from Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson, he he's shown up at the NBA Double A show many times. Well, and you know, and, he's a pilot, right? Right. I of mean, course, he, he flew their seven forty seven on their tour. He did indeed. So, you know, folks like that, you know, the the NBAA show is, you know, where you kind of brush, you know, shoulders with the lifestyle of rich and famous. And, and for someone like Dennis and myself, you know, something to aspire to. That's how I look at it, at least. What about you, Tom? You you didn't go out to the show last week yourself? Or what were yeah, you up to? No, you know, I have that side business, my RV business, as in recreational vehicles. I had to do a, a couple of furnaces and an air conditioner on the roof. And, hey, I got to pay for my RV airplane by working on RV motorhomes. So, okay, all right. So he's slightly and, distracted. But you've been to that show before, I would imagine, I over have, the years. I've, I've been yeah. to it several times out, out in California and uh, never to one in Orlando, even though it's in my backyard. I've been to one in California, out in San Diego, and I've been to one in Vegas. Uh, yeah. We represent a company. I used to fly for Flight International. We flew Lears and MU2s. And yep. we got, uh, That's uh, their target market right there, uh, the Lear oh, Jets yeah. and Never the whole ever. thing. I mean, like and I said, got- it, it is such a cool show to uh, attend if you're just an aviation enthusiast uh, because, you know, whether or not you can afford some of the planes on display or not, it doesn't really matter. It's one of those things where you can just get in there and kind of dream big. And that's just one aspect. Uh, of the big show. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm so scared. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and Tom. Uh, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Just a couple days away from Halloween. Are you going to take the plane up and look for, uh, I don't know, spooky things on halloween uh, Halloween there, Dennis? What do you think? No? Um, probably not my airplane because, unfortunately, I've got to go take a family trip. You know, if you go and take your family trips, I have to go do mine. Um, uh-huh. I have to go back to Minnesota um, this, uh, you know, over that weekend. So, unfortunately, that's not going to work out. But maybe... Maybe just maybe I'll, I'll be able to go up with my brother or something like that on Halloween. Uh, he's a member of the Duluth Flying Club, so we could go at that. But uh, I'm also working right now on trying to get a factory tour at Cirrus, since I'm going to be just literally about four miles from the factory at my family, uh, where my childhood home. My parents are still up there, and I'm going to go uh, tour the factory. Well, that sounds like an excuse to fly for sure. Yeah. I, I would think, you know, uh, there's some pilots out there. That, uh, you know, bounce around and look for cool Halloween decorations. When I was out on the uh, left coast last week, you know, we cruised up and down California and we spent some uh, spent some time uh, at Car- Coronado there in San Diego. And and they had the jets flying. Uh, they were the Navy SEALs were doing drills in the ocean there. It, it was amazing. It was like a mini air show going on when we uh, traversed out on the island and doing a little tour. Uh, but I saw one of the coolest Halloween decorations I'd ever seen in someone's front yard on the island of uh, Coronado there in San Diego. It was so awesome. It was a giant, like, you know, the witch from the Wizard of Oz. And she was flying, a lot life-size, but it, it was like, I don't know, some kind of, you know, a movie magic kind of trick thing they had. It literally looked like she was floating in midair. It was like the same technique you see in like an, you know, the guy who does uh, the, the, the acts like he's hovering or something and, and you know, like ma- by magic, you know, or something. The levitation. Yeah, the levitation type of deal. They, they had worked that kind of effect on a, a witch statue. <laughs> she was flying through the people's front yard. It was like, what the heck is that? Well, so the only ones I've ever seen are those witches where it looks like they flew into the telephone pole or the tree and they're just wrapped around it. That's right. why I thought you were going with that. Yeah. Well, one. yeah, th- those are pretty, uh, pretty cool to see too, but no, this was like some kind of crazy California Hollywood magic or something that they had on display. And it just happened to be, uh, when we were touring around Coronado, which by the way, was, uh, very impressive. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity to go there and uh, just cruise around, I mean, it, it does feel like you're walking onto the set of Top Gun. I will say it just has that whole kind of vibe. But we hit it at the perfect time. It was the uh, sun was starting to go down. They were still running, you know, f- uh, flight uh, training things with the F-18s and helicopters were flying around. It was crazy. Uh, it was really really nuts as far as uh, just the scenery and stuff it was it was really neat but i was thinking i i i don't know if you can fly a ga aircraft in there i'm guessing you cannot but uh, you need to find out i think we got to put that on the list dennis what do you well, think if you if you apply for permission like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with uh you know you apply to the department of defense and to the yeah. base commander to fly in an airplane you know it's possible 
probably not likely, but you could ask for it. Well, you could ask for it, and uh, you might get it. And I would imagine it would be uh, pretty intimidating if you did, because you know, just watching it from the ground, if you you can only imagine what the airspace up above would be like if you got F-18s flying in formation back and forth across the beach there in Coronado, and then you got helicopters hovering over in this space, and you got the SEALs doing some kind of water training off the, the coach, uh, coast there. We, it was really wild because we, we took the bridge that crosses the mainland into Coronado, and it goes real high, and you can really get a great view uh, driving over the bridge and see the whole area, and you could see all the training going on. It was really wild uh, to, to witness that in, in person. So I was like, yeah, add that one to the list. And then, of course, they got, uh, you know, the the aircraft carrier Midway on display there in San Diego. And that's an impressive sight in itself. If you have any kind of aviation, you know, uh, things that you're looking for, that's definitely one to put on the put on the list because that's an impressive piece of machinery, despite how old it is. You know what I mean? I uh, actually did that tour uh, back in December. My wife and I went out to San Diego. My nephew graduated from Marine Corps Basic, which is also out in San Diego. So we we did a trip out there and my wife wanted to go find, you know, some sort of a San Diego tourist, uh, you know, something to bring home, some sort of souvenir. I'm like, well, let's just head downtown. I had no idea where we were going. And so we just turned out of the hotel and I saw the sign for Midway Museum. I'm like, well, guess where we're going. Right. And uh, I'm really glad we did because, of course, they had Top Gun themed stuff because the movie would be coming out, you know, later in the year and things like that. So I finally got to walk on an aircraft carrier and go check it out. I, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now the the biggest nightmare of going out there, especially from Florida, where we're uh, where we reside, is you have to deal with the airports out in California. LAX uh, over the last few years has been a nightmare, <laughs> and they are going through a construction. Uh, just I don't know. It, it is really really a tough situation. If you're trying to get picked up at the airport or dropped off, it can it can really add some serious time. Now, I will say I flew into Delta's new terminal that literally opened up, I guess, the, the week before I got out there. And I think it's uh, Delta's new Terminal 3 at LAX. And uh, it's pretty nice. They, they have definitely upped their game. Now, if that's a, you know, a thing of what we're going to see over the next few years for LAX, uh, hopefully things will you know, get better and better. I mean, it was, you know, I've been out there, let's see, three times in the last four months, and this was definitely moving in the right direction. Like, they're finally getting over some of those initial construction uh, nightmares that you experience when you're out there at LAX, and it's getting a little more pleasant as far as uh, an experience. Delta just opened up their brand-new Sky Club where you can uh, watch the planes come in and out. The international terminal has been open for a while, but I guess Terminal 3 just opened up uh, recently. And uh, it made the experience way, way better. I mean, you know, I I can't say just traveling uh, out to the West Coast like that and encountering a better better travel experience, you know, coming and going, really makes a huge difference on your uh, whole experience, your whole vacation or business trip or whatever. Are you with me on that, Dennis? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been into LAX a number of times. In fact, you and I were there um, in January for the Northern Pacific stuff. And, right. You know, just having a nice lounge to to wait in without the crowds and chaos uh, is, is very nice and really helps you kind of relax a little bit before or after the flight. 
Yeah, they're yeah. trying. They're, they're getting better. I mean, they still got a few years to go before they get all the, the kinks worked out, but uh, well, it was good to see some progress being made finally. If they're like every other airport, though, as soon as they get that construction done, they'll start another phase of construction. Yeah, it seems they, to be a they got constant. a lot to do. Well, they got like six different terminal buildings or something, I think. You know, that's uh, Terminal 3 is Delta's new one. Uh, International Terminal's new. Uh, now you got Terminal 3. They'll start working on the other four, maybe more. I don't know. Got to focus on the positive sometimes, too. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. We'll take this plane, for example. This 80-ton chub of metal, seat cushions, and Bloody Mary mix has no right to be soaring through the sky, but along comes Newton explains something about the airflow over the wing creating an uplift, none of which makes a lick of sense, but you got 82 passengers back there who believe it so fiercely the plane continues its journey safely. Now, what's keeping us aloft? Faith or Newton? If the plane goes down, I'll remember where the lovers found if the plane goes down, down. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and reflect on my travels out to the left coast. I think we covered that uh, base enough for now. Dennis was uh, back in Orlando covering the NBAA show and actually ran into some folks and, and did some uh, pretty cool networking. I don't know if the guy we have on now uh, owns a fancy jet that you're going to schmooze him with there, Dennis. Is this one of those guys or no? Well, I would say fancy jet, but I wouldn't say no to riding in the airplane that he brought to that show. Actually, either one of them that were on display, that's that's what got my attention. All right. Uh, well, who do we have up. exactly? Who is this? Well, we have we have Shane uh, from Dynamic Aviation and Next Gen Aviators. And they had a DC-3 and a Beach 18 on display, which is what got my attention. Uh-huh. But then once they got me hooked, I saw what they were exhibiting and went, aha, uh, we need to talk to these guys because they have basically a field trip on wheels for 
kids to encourage the next generation of mechanics, pilots, and, you know, anybody with an interest in aviation. And obviously we want to encourage that because I need a mechanic to work on my airplane. We need more pilots. And these are the people that are trying to help deliver that message to our kids. Well, sounds good. Shane, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It sounds like you you might have something that Dennis is quite interested in or at least benefiting uh, from. So what what were you doing at the NBAA show exactly? Well, thanks, Dennis. Uh, thanks, Greg. The um, You know, our event is in, it's not intended to steer anyone toward a particular career path. It's more to show the young students and the young adults that aviation is a viable career and that it's a sustainable career. Yeah. Um, aviation as a whole has done a terrible job marketing itself over the decades. Um, I was part of the problem many for many, many decades, actually. Um, I used to steal other people's talent. You know, that's, that's still the same practice today, unfortunately, but the, the talent pool's gotten so shallow and we've inflated the cost of labor and devalued the actual value of the skill to a point where we had to try something different. Huh. So the idea is to promote the opportunity that aviation provides, you know, kids coming out of college or maybe looking at for programs uh, to get right into it uh, right out of high school, I guess. Is that the case or what? Well, we actually start even earlier. We realized pretty early on, if we don't uh, capture the imagination of the children at a younger age, even at eighth and ninth grade and 11th and 12th grades, that we've lost them by the time they graduate from high school. Um, we've all gotten into aviation under different circumstances. It doesn't work like that for everyone. You used to have to know people. You had to come out of the military into it. And even, you know, our partners in the Air Force, you know, they even have a hard time recruiting as well. It's not just the aviation industry. It's our military aviators as well. So we developed a program that's mobile. Uh, we take a STEM village and a fleet of King Airs, and we go to airports across the country, and we sign up entire grade levels of public and private schools. Nice. So, okay, so it sounds like you're exploiting the cool factor of aviation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just uh, flashing money in front of their uh, faces, even though that may not hurt. Uh, like, hey, you can get a pretty good uh, career out of this if you uh, follow that flight path. But but you're taking these King, king Airs across the country and, and then inviting the kids to come out and uh, learn about it. And then, what, you take them on a flight or something? Or, or what are you doing exactly? Well, we do several things. Uh, we just try to expose them to everything that's possible. And then our partners come along and show them the available scholarships and job opportunities and um, different uh, internships. So what we focus on is uh, sheet metal, avionics, uh, engineering. We do flight dynamics. Uh, we do a walk-around inspection with the children. Um, then we also have a 53-foot trailer that is 12 three-bank simulators that are outfitted with the latest X-Plane 12 software. Uh-huh. And then we actually take the kids flying. Well, uh, the simulators themselves are probably uh, enough to cover the cool factor base. But Very when cool. you actually give Very them cool. like, hey, you know, you just learned how to do this on the computer. Let's uh, step inside this aircraft over here. And then you really got them, I'm guessing. Is that how it's working? Uh, that works that way. And then obviously there's the big kids like Dennis that we catch with the vintage aircraft that we park out there. And it's like a moth to a flame kind of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, actually, yeah, I've guilty. seen... Uh, <laughs> I've seen a DC three at the at the Orlando show several times. Is that always you, or is that maybe just you know were you guys new this year to the event? Uh, That's it, uh, well, we we actually took the Miss Virginia uh, to Vegas last year. Okay, and that was the first time that it, that it's been there. So uh, now this year there was one other DC three, uh, but there's no other like ours. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah, we are uh, we're fortunate to be the uh, stewards of 
several beautiful vintage aircraft, uh, including um, Eisenhower's first Air Force One. We have the Columbine Two at our facility. Sweet. Full restoration. So yeah. you use the DC three as bait, basically. It sounds like to me, and that worked. Uh, you, you got Dennis. Was that a good thing, or was he one of the ones you were like, "Oh, daggone it! <laughs> we got to get nah, him out of the way." It, it, all the kids in aviation are great, regardless of their age. <laughs> okay, there you go. First time ever. Dennis has been called a yeah, kid. Yeah. Yeah. We no, but we seriously though, we we really love sharing the uh, uh, all of the assets that we've been gifted with. Uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, our, our parent company, Dynamic, have been forward in their thoughts to put this program together. Um, Twenty nine years of my thirty years in aviation were all corporate jets, building, designing, completions, delivery. So. I'm familiar with MBAA. Yeah. That's kind of where I came from. Um, but I got to say, the past year and a half or so has been some of the most enjoyable, fulfill- fulfilling times that I've had in aviation with the students and the vintage aircraft. And just, um, it, it's a different path for me, but, you know, it feels like the right path. Well, you're paying it forward, it sounds like. You know, and when you've been in the business for so long, like any industry, I think uh, you get to that point where you've kind of reached a certain level of success maybe or just uh, experience and, and uh, what makes it uh, work for you after you know from or keeps you from getting jaded i guess is, is giving it back and and seeing the kids light up that you're turning on uh you know to the potential profession is is that kind of what's getting it for you yeah i mean 75 percent of our students have never flown before nice so we've actually outfitted the king airs that we use for the show uh, with headsets, so the kids can actually hear the the tower and the pilots interact, which is, you know, that's unique for anyone who hasn't actually flown general aviation. You don't ever hear the pilot what he's saying, right? So it's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, we're looking at um, expanding even into the ATC era uh, for you know the upcoming year. We'll build a third component to the trailer. Um, um, so basically, it's a it's a mobile roadshow. We're kind of the carnival that comes into town, gets all the kids fired up, and then. Our partners in the local areas, you know, that's how it's funded. It's done through sponsorships and uh, right. local engagement. So, well, there you um, go. And you know, Dennis, what do you hope to get out of this? <laughs> what do you? I just, you know, I just want to encourage people, you know, to fly. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that with you and failing, but well, we're getting closer. A special case, <laughs> yes. But you know, anybody that you know has an interest, I'd like to be able to help them. And, you know, these guys are kind of doing the same thing. Uh, they have a little bit more resources and a little bit bigger airplane. And the fact that they can go right to the schools and bring those kids on a field trip right in their own backyard where they can make their own little airplane by pop riveting together some sheet metal or do wiring to make the airport lights turn on in their little diorama, um, play with a wing in a wind tunnel and see how the things really work. That's cool. That's going to hook that, them. Yeah, it, exactly. If that gets kids to look at this as a career and realize that it's not just retired military people that can be the next pilots, that, that's, then we've done our job. Well, there you go. It's a good thing. Shane, what is the website? People can get uh, more information on what you guys are doing. Uh, NextGenAviators.Aero. Well, there you go. Easy enough. Get there. Uh, check it out. Maybe you have someone who can benefit from their program, or maybe you just need to support it. But it's good stuff regardless. Shane, thanks for being on Just Plain Radio. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Tim. And we got more coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with the plane? We managed to help someone with it. But in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. You won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis and Captain Tom. He has an RV9. Uh, he's been flying it, I think. Uh, have you been flying it uh, all over the place, uh, Tom, or or what? What's been going on lately with you? Oh, I have. I have been flying. Matter of fact, I flew it yesterday. And as a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if Dennis Scott, I, while you were talking a few minutes ago, I sent him some pictures. Yeah. Of my neighbor, who's a Southwest pilot, Steve, uh, he took off the same time as me, so we did some formation flying over Brevard County. Nice. Over Melbourne and down. So he tucked, he's got an RV6, so he tucked up right under my wing there, so we did a little close-quarter maneuvering, which was awesomely cold, so it, it was fun. I haven't I haven't done that since the uh, Learjet days way back with the military, so that was a lot of fun. I and, bet. Uh, well, yeah, what's the difference between the RV6 and RV9 other than you're three better? Well, actually, the RV6 is a, a generation before an RV7. Okay. Uh, they're pretty, they all look alike. They're pretty much the same. The RV airplanes all have the same type of look about them, except the, the new RV15 uh, that's coming out, the Highland. The rest of them kind of look the same. Yeah. Uh, the RV6 and 7 have the same fuselage or empennage. It's just the wings are different. Uh, okay. A little bit of a uh, uh, category for acrobatics, too. The 6 is more maneuverable. But other than that, pretty much the same looking airplane. Uh, they're nice. I mean, vans, they, they do have a pretty uh, cool product. I'm they, they, There's a saying, the, the RV or the van smile. It's true. Every time the RV grin. Yeah, that's it. What yeah, just so, uh, from owners that they're so happy with their aircraft, they're always smiling. Oh yeah, I, I okay. flew yesterday, and I flew a couple weeks ago with Dennis when he checked me out, and I just flew with myself yesterday. My first flight was just just me on board, and now I'm a little guy. I'm only 168 pounds, and uh, uh, man, with with that big engine in there, I, I climb like 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 a bat out of hell. I mean, yeah. it just climbed right on up, and <laughs> it's impressed. By the time I got to the end of my runway. Uh, or over the river by Banana River. I was up to over a thousand feet already, and I'm I'm looking like thirty degrees pitch up. I can't see anything except blue skies when it's climbing. So it is an impressive little airplane. I'm in, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Well, and it makes you smile, evidently. It, uh, it does, and that's a common thread. Yesterday, yeah. I've been spending I put about twenty two hours of polishing on the airplane. Uh, me- uh, mechanically, the airplane's excellent condition, but cosmetically. The previous owner just used a uh, anti-corrosion spray over the entire airplane. He kind of buffed it into there yeah. to keep the corrosion down. Uh, so I've, it's taken me you know, 22 plus hours of removing the anti-corrosion spray and just polishing and using an oxidizer to remove the polish and then polishing it on top to get the sheen back. And so it really shines pretty good now, but uh, it's a lot of work. Matter of fact, it's so much work that I, I put in for to get in the airplane painted and, you know, catching up. My first date is like May 10th 
when I can get the airplane painted. So I got about seven more months to figure out, or eight more months to figure out exactly what I'm going to paint in my scheme and, you know, everything like that. But right now it's a, it's a lot of work, but I'm enjoying it. I, I bring my little dog with me, Piper. We go in the hangar and we just hang out and Start I get my buffing her down, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't buff for a couple hours every day. I've buffed for about the last 12 days and, you know, a couple hours a day. And, uh, it's been fun. So, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Right. Really, yeah. Well, you got it all shined up now. I mean, does that mean you won't necessarily want to get it painted or are you still going to do that? Well, you know, I put tw- about 22 hours in the polish. I haven't yeah. even gotten to the bottom of the airplane yet, oh. which is probably another 10 to 12 hours. But every time you touch the airplane, your fingers, uh, you know, soften your fingers, your moisture, it shows up on there. And, uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, you're going to have to dedicate a couple hours every month just to polish and to keep that, that shine to it. Mm. Uh, I don't know what we will see, but uh, I sent my deposit in with the guy. And, uh, of course the price to paint the airplane has gone up significantly since, uh, a couple of years ago. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little well, bit that's going to turn that smile upside down. Sounds like, Oh yeah. When he, when he told <laughs> oh, me to price boy. to paint this airplane, I said, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Well, can and, you know, even give us a ballpark? Well, what are you thinking? Um, what it'll Stick, take? I was thinking like ten or about nine or ten. Well, it's sixteen. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah that is uh, pretty high. That mm. is pretty high. I'm thinking, you know, I could, I, I could, I thought I could paint a Learjet or a G five for <laughs> that kind of money, but now just this little RV ninety one sixteen. So I said, okay, yeah. What's he well, painting uh, on there? The, like, uh, you know, some artist uh, thing or like a, a scene, or is it just going to be a typical color scheme for an aircraft? Just a cup, typical color scheme. If you wow. want to get exotic and, you know, paint it look like a Cirrus or some kind of wild, crazy, really awesome paint job, that 16 jumps right up to 20 real quick. So, mm. uh, you well, know, right yeah, now, for that much, I'd expect the Mona Lisa or something. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I, I do. That's <laughs> funny you said that. I said the same thing. I said, are you going to paint the Mona Lisa on that thing too? <laughs> right. Back when, and for that price. And he just said, he goes, you know, we are so booked up. We can only get you in in May. That's how crazy it is. It never happened. (laughs) So, so, you know, I couldn't, the other alternative is I could always wrap the airplane, right? uh, paint certain things and leave certain parts of aluminum, put some stripe on it and put some wrap on there. So, you know, I got seven or eight months to think about it, but. Well, if you do a wrap, I mean, Dennis backed me up on this, but that's going to cause extra paint or extra weight. And there's some issues but there. Uh, the uh, paint isn't isn't free either. The paint actually adds significant. There's probably 10, 10 plus pounds of paint being put on the plane. So yeah. whether it's vinyl on on polished aluminum or paint, it's still going to take away from the uh, useful load. Well, I mean, if actually, we, well, you can do a wrap and put. The, uh, why don't you do a wrap with just plain radio and, and a big you know headshot of me and Dennis and you uh, waving to people? You know, have you ever thought of something like that or? Or had you know nightmares. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to pick up the, the 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 price of doing that, I will paint your head on there, the side of, a, of your head, the, the whole the whole rudder will have your head on the side. I, I'm willing to pose. How, is that okay. enough? That's not enough. I'll throw in a but, just plain radio T-shirt. Well, if you were to contribute <laughs> to the cost of wrapping it with uh, just plain radio logos over the airplane and your head on the rudder. Mm. I, we can talk. We can talk that over. Mm. Well, Tom, I already told you we wouldn't charge you that much to advertise for us. True. Uh, I mean, there's guys, that. Yeah, you guys are terrific. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's about the nicest way anyone's ever said you're full of crap. <laughs> that, uh, 
that I've ever heard. But that's uh, impressive. Yeah, but, but but who knows? I mean, yeah, rap versus paint. I mean, but still, rap would be more weight than paint, though, overall, wouldn't it? Dennis, well, you think? You know, I did my Velasa. I had it wrapped. It looked like a Thunderbird. And it, they did a great job of it. Yeah. And I had it for four years and it never, it never uh, the color didn't fade on it. You know, I, I flew through love bug season and I flew through some rain and, you know, little, maybe little spots here and there, the same thing you would get on paint, but it held up great. And to wrap my entire airplane, it was about, uh, this was four years ago. It was about $2,200, which. Well, that's a, that sounds was, like a bargain. You can switch it up every couple of years for that oh, price. The nice thing about a wrap is if, if you get tired of the paint scheme, yeah. you get a heat gun. And two hours later, you have a plain all white airplane. Again, well, or, yeah. And, and plus, you know, if we did our, a big headshot of me and Dennis on there, I mean, after a couple of years, we change. We get more attractive as time goes by. So you're going to want to update the photos of our big old yeah. heads on the rudder there. Yeah, exactly so. like a bottle of fine wine. You get better with age. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you what. I, I It sounds like we got a deal, Dennis. I don't know. But I it think sounds so. Like he's, he's sold on Should this Should we get our uh, professional uh, uh, shot set up at Glamour Shots or something? We're going to have to get something uh, and use a lot of airbrushing. <laughs> I was thinking a lot of Photoshop. You got yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, we'll probably just replace our headshots altogether with some actor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, Tom Cruise and uh, and Penny or something. Yes. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Uh, yeah. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Tom Cruise. Who? Who would you be, Dennis? Who you want to be? I'd probably Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Okay. Well, <laughs> why not? All right. Well, on that disturbing thought, <laughs> it's like I think we better just wrap it up. Pun intended. Till next time, remember there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.